Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Hello and welcome to the Patriot, the, the Pat's Pulpit podcast here. No Pat Lane tonight. He is unfortunately at that game. And it was not a great one. Patriots lose at home to the Chicago Bears 33-14. to I don't think anything about that game went the way we expected it to go, Barrett. What were your first first impressions on that loss? Roller coaster of emotions. I mean, you get Mac Jones back, starts the game, immediately goes three and out. Bears come down the field, take a field goal. Mac gets the ball back, three and out again. Bears score another touchdown. Now you're down ten nothing. Then he throws a horrible interception, and then we get Bailey Zappi back and checked back into the lineup. He leads him down the field, scores a touchdown. Get the ball back. So there's another one. We we go up and then the Bears score 23 unanswered. <laughs> and uh nothing looked good after after that second touchdown. No, the wheels just entirely fell off this bus. I think this was a, a complete team loss. And I think it says a lot about the state of the team right now that we have a legitimate QB controversy on our hands with a first round pick from last year and a fourth round pick from this year. That's not the lead story here. The Bears come into this game with really a, a bad offense in all aspects and had their best showing probably in the Justin Fields era, almost 250 rushing yards. Patriots defense did not have an answer all night long. And it kind of looked like the defense had rebounded the last couple of weeks with a couple of solid performances against the Lions and the Browns and the running game. Was that just a mirage? I actually think it has a lot to do with Christian Barmore. I mean, his absence, clearly, it made it was a huge impact tonight. I mean, he draws a lot of double teams, but that's the main thing I could think of. I know Jamie Collins was in the lineup at the start in this game. I don't know if maybe he just looked bad all game, but obviously Bill Belichick struggles against mobile quarterbacks. We saw Justin Fields look like Lamar Jackson tonight. And I'm, I kept going on the TV in the first half. Where is the spy? Where is the spy? And then finally they unleashed in the second half, but it was, it was too late at that point. Yeah, and I think the mobile quarterback thing is a huge part of this. Patriots have allowed 30-plus plus points twice this season, and it's to Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson, both guys who are more than capable of doing it on their own. And I think part of that, it's tough to guard those guys at all on defense. They're not. I mean, it's just ask anybody that's played Lamar Jackson. That's not an easy task, but Fields has – has looked easy to defend thus far in his career. Um, I think this is the Nikhil Harry revenge game, if you will. I actually thought the Bears tight ends and wide receivers looked really good blocking. I thought the running backs were getting the edge a lot too. And I think Belichick gets made fun of a lot for drafting guys that can block well at receiver. But we saw today why drafting tight ends and receivers that can block and make an impact. Yeah, there was a lot of outside plays, and one that stood out was that Dante Pettis 29-yard rush. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
great block by a tight end outside and freed him up for a long, long run. And a lot of fields, longest runs of the night were outside, outside runs that he ran behind those tight ends and receivers. So I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. And it's, this brought me back to that Pat's 49ers games almost, almost exactly two years ago today. Once we hit midnight, it's going to be two years ago where the 49ers came into New England and just kind of did whatever they wanted, stretching the defense horizontally, scored 33 points in that one too, and just possessed the ball all game. Patriots never looked like they were in that one. And this feels like it's kind of been a recurring theme for New England since, I don't know, like 2017. I think back to the opener against the Chiefs in 2017 with Kareem Hunt running all over New England and, the exception of a couple games in 2018, it doesn't feel like they've had answers against really good running teams since then. Yeah, and it's it's not even like Chicago is one of those powerhouse running teams. Obviously, that's what they look to do. But you would have thought they were like the Nick the Nick Chubb Browns. Like last week, they looked great against a team that runs the ball game. And I mean, Montgomery and Herbert each had 62 yards. Fields had 82 yards. And I, I don't know. I mean, Lawrence Guy obviously came back off of an injury. Maybe he was just a, a step slower tonight. The Barmore injury. Um, it just it is a recurring theme, and it seems that they give up a game like this or a couple games each year where they give up 200-plus on the ground, and they just have absolutely no answers. And then that just sets up the whole offense. I mean, we saw a lot of wide-open Bears receivers on third down tonight too as well. Yeah. And that was part of the problem, the rushing attack. Yeah, the Bears tied um, their their highest total of the season for third down conversions in a game. They tied that in the first half and then broke that, like only a couple of plays into the second half. And that's just a horrible situational defense, too. And you mentioned the mobile quarterback thing. I think it all comes down to that. And Fields had a good day. He made some nice throws in there, too. It might have been his best game of his career. I, I would agree with that. Um, and then, I mean, I think they always talk about how football is won and lost in the trenches. The Patriots got killed on the line of scrimmage today. And it was not just uh, when the defense was out there. I think it was when the offense was out there, too. I mean, yeah. you had Isaiah Wynn finally not out there. Trent Brown fills his role as the guy who can commit all the penalties on offense. And that kind of set the tone right off the bat. Yeah, and we saw, we kind of saw – Cole Strange have his first couple big mistakes this year. He missed up a blitz pickup on Rokon Smith. That ended up in a big sack, and then he got called for the holding near the end of the game. But the left side struggled tonight, for sure, and we didn't see, notice Marcus Cannon tonight, really, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But the offensive line got beat tonight by a defensive line that isn't that impressive. Yeah. And this is, I mean, the Bears have been truly abysmal against the run this year. And Patriots totaled 70 yards on the ground uh, for at, at the half. Their leading rusher was Mac Jones. I thought we might have a situation here where you're just going to run Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones, dual quarterback and let him run. I, I don't know if that's the answer here. But Ramondre Stevenson, 11 carries for 39 yards. Damian Harris, three for eight yards. I mean, that's just, that's not what you expect in this game. That's not going to get it done. These guys could not move the chains and with 243 yards rushing to 70. I think that tells the story of this game right there. 
Yeah, big, massive difference in time of possession. And I was actually kind of surprised that Damian Harris only had three carries. I figured they'd ease him back in, but I would have liked to see him maybe a little bit more, maybe a couple more opportunities to say maybe if he could get something going. I know Stevenson had the touchdown and he had a couple nice uh, receiving plays, but I would have liked to see Harris a little bit more tonight because I always think he runs the ball hard and maybe he starts averaging four or five carries per attempt and things change a little bit. Well, I mean, I think one of the issues there is the the offense is only on the field for 48 plays the entire game. They're they're barely out there. And the two touchdown drives came on three plays and four plays. It's just not a lot of looks to go around for anybody. Yeah, I completely agree. And it felt like it was either a three out or those two touchdowns. That's what it that's really <laughs> that's, what it felt like all day. Yep. And it's just not great. And I think you kind of you kind of set the tone right off the bat. the the first <laughs> The first two plays of the game were a run for no gain and uh, an offensive holding penalty, which ends up getting negated. But then it's a pass for a loss, negative one yards, and that's. It doesn't matter who your quarterback is if you're constantly putting yourself in third and long and you can't run the ball and you can't win on the line of scrimmage. Every quarterback's going to look bad bad back there yeah and even though we had that little zappy fever moment he did turn the ball over three times by the time it was yeah. all said and done yeah. so and i think one of those is kind of on myers which mm-hmm. continues a theme we've seen this year of turnovers that are on the receivers we've seen Aguilar with a couple fumbles um a drop that he had turns into an interception we saw Mac had a throw for Parker in the Baltimore game where Parker, I think, got the wrong adjustment at the line and ran the wrong route. So Mac's throwing a pick on that and Myers on the handoff, not communicating. It's just sloppy team play all around. You're not, you're not going to win the ball. We're not going to win any games when you're turning the ball over four times. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, especially when you can only force one turnover on the other side of things. And yeah. I think on that, my. I mean, first of all, I didn't like the Myers play call in the situation. I mean, I I thought Patricia's been really good the past couple of weeks, and that was probably the first play that bothered me or stood out yeah. to me. That was like, what do we do? Why do we hand the ball off to Jacoby Myers in a two minute drill after we just got a first down passing the ball? So obviously, it needs to be way better execution. But he was running right into a defensive lineman. There was a guy standing literally right there. Even if it was clean, he was going to be a loss of two or three. Yeah, and it was, I don't know, it, it, this felt a lot like the Bears watched the film of the last couple of weeks and looked at what New England's run defense did and probably pulled out a little bit of that for their own run defense and were able to get a couple stops because of that. And yeah, that, I don't think the play calling was fantastic. And it's, again, it's tough to tell any of this when it's a small sample size. If you go no yards on first and 10, no yards on second and 10, third and 10, there's not a lot of play callers. There's not a lot of tricks you can pull out of the bag when it's a third and 10 all game long. And if you're going three, four, five plays in a drive and that's it. You just, it's tough for a play caller to find a groove, tough for anybody on the offense to find a groove. And just, yeah. Um, not, I agree. not a lot right I, there. I just, and then the other thing is, I feel like I obviously there wasn't many plays, but I want Jacoby Myers involved more. Just he makes plays, he gets open. I mean, there was one play specifically 
I forget what drive it was on, but in the first half, he was open down the sideline, and Mac went elsewhere with it. But overall, I yeah. think that's probably your most dynamic pass catcher, receiver, tight end, and you got to get him the ball, especially on third down. He's usually the third down guy. And obviously, you got to go look back and look at the film. Maybe they're putting two on him all game, but I feel like he's a guy that needs to be way more involved in a game like this. Yeah, uh, and I know their their first um, first down of the second half was on a completion to Myers underneath, doing all that. one of those routes. You always see the slot receiver, the tight end, do in the the Patriots offense, and that was that was his second catch of the day. He had two catches on two targets. That was it for Myers, um, and that's I agree. You can't have a guy that good not getting targeted. I think it's kind of crazy that with how we're talking about this offense, at least the guys who were in the stadium who were talking about the game seem to think the Patriots receivers were getting open. So this was not on guys not getting separation. It's on quarterbacks not finding them. The line's not providing time. And you're in bad situations where receivers aren't going to get open anyway. Is now bears is now the time to do it to talk about the QB situation? Yeah, I think this is probably where we gotta go at this point. Yeah, this is last time we had you on here. You, me, and Pat was that a week ago? Not even a week and a half ago. Yeah. Talking about how there is no QB controversy in New England. And for anybody that uh, reads the Athletic and read Jeff Howe's article that came out today or yesterday, he was pretty clear that this week there has been no QB controversy in New England. We did hear before the game that both guys were expected to play. Apparently, Schefter put that out minutes before kickoff. Then the wheels fall off for Mac, and then you hear this in the second half that we're going to see Mac in the second half. We're going to play both of them, and this was the plan, and then Mac never comes in. What do you make of all of this? Well, the, I think the most interesting part out of all of it is definitely the halftime report. Like, yeah. don't you think you put him back in the game after you have a bad third quarter and the offense looks stagnant with Zappy? I don't know. But overall, I think I'm kind of thinking Mac Jones starts again next week. That's the way I'm leaning right now because overall, just Zappy, he had, it was what, seven plays total that the offense looked good for. And don't get me wrong, the offense looked very bad with Mac, but I don't. I think he had a short leash tonight, and it might have obviously helped him get back in the game, but I think it also could have hurt them a little bit. Obviously, you saw some lip reading on the sidelines with Mac, and he was a little little frustrated at times, but it was good to see him congratulate Zappi. Um, and I think it's going to be the same thing going into next week. You're not going to know who's starting until 30 minutes before the game. No, and quite frankly, the way they played tonight, I'm not sure if it matters which one of them is getting the start. If, they, if that's the way the team is going to play, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. And if that's the quarterback play you're going to get from either one of them, then we might have to have some serious conversations about what the future looks like down the road if this continues. Um, yeah, I did just see both of these guys are um, expected to speak to the media tonight. We're doing this right after the game ends. It's about 1130 local time. So that'll probably happen while we're up here. So if we see any interesting nuggets uh, while that's going on, we can bring it up. But yeah, it's I'm firmly in the Mac, Mac camp here. Big picture. Mm-hmm. But the thing that's tough is the pattern of his mistakes. I don't mind if you keep messing up, but you're learning and you're growing. But this is like eight or nine starts in a row with him. 
where he's just kind of chucking the ball downfield and not looking at defenders and just not seeing the field well. And you just, you can't have that. Like, I don't, I don't care if you're aggressive. I like that Max aggressive, but you can't be reckless. And he seems to kind of make a decision and then he's just going to stick with it. I mean, and this is, we saw that in the Baltimore game where he's throwing it to a guy sitting right underneath. And we saw it in the Pittsburgh game where he threw a guy right underneath and the guy dropped it. We saw bits and pieces in the Miami game. This happened in the playoff game last year. It happened down the stretch. And you got to clean that up. And the, the clock is ticking on that because if you're throwing an interception every single game and ones that are like that, you're just, it doesn't matter the other good stuff you do. Your ceiling is kind of a Jameis Winston type guy. Yeah. It feels like regression. Yeah. It's, it feels like defense has got a game tape on them and they got to play them a little bit better. And like tonight was that interception was off, off the back foot. I mean, throw it away. Like at that point, just throw it away. And don't get me wrong, great, very athletic play yeah. out of the safety there. But it was just a flowing – it was a duck. It was a floating duck in the air, and it got picked off, and he was done after that. And if he's going to make those mistakes, he's not going to play. And exactly. I think it's interesting that maybe they go Zappy again next week, and there's the bye week after that. I do think that timeline is interesting, but I I don't think anybody really knows what direction it goes in. It'll also be interesting to see what Belichick says to the media. I know he's not going to give you much, but just to see how he talks about it. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the only offensive juice that they got in this game was kind of that energy you get when the starter gets pulled. Like Mm -hmm. that, that felt like when you're watching a hockey game and, the goalie's getting shelled, and it's not his fault. The defense can't do anything, so they pull the goalie. They put the other guy in there. The next thing you know, you put two goals together because the whole team's energized, and you, you found that next gear. This team did not come out ready to play at all. Nobody. So those first two possessions for Mac, I mean, I I have to watch the tape, but didn't look like anybody was open. Um, didn't look like there was anything he could do with those, and he really gets one possession that makes this exact same mistake, which I think – I believe the reports that there wasn't a QB controversy. I think the issue here is that he's making the same kind of mistake and you can't, there's no, there isn't growth. And that's where if he, if he threw a pick on a deflected ball or if he throws a pick where he's trying to go long and it's a jump ball and somebody makes a play, I don't think he's getting the hook there. I think it's the way that it happened and the fact that we saw that happen the last time he was on the field and the time before that. Yeah. And, Another just little note that I just thought of, Zappi had a lot of deflections in this game. Mm -hmm. So that's something that's very concerning if you're thinking about the whole outlook of it all. Zappi, he's not the tallest guy in the world. He does not have the strongest arm in the world. And I think that's why, that's one of the reasons I've been in the MAC camp, is that in theory, at least on paper, what we've seen, both of them can give you all of the easy stuff. Mac has potential to give you more of the hard stuff. He's a better athlete. For all the guys, for all the people that talk about Mac being only a pocket passer, he's usually pretty good when he's on the move, actually. We saw him. He's he's more mobile than people think about when you think Mac Jones. You can you can get out a little bit, make some plays, but just it's the boneheaded stuff. And that's kind of been this team since I don't know, second half of 2019. Just 
the boneheaded stuff and breakdowns of your of the stuff that you're supposed to do right down to down all across and in, in all three phases. And to build on them coming out flat and making these bonehead plays, didn't it feel just a little bit that the team as well was ready for Zappi to come in in that moment? Like it felt like they rallied behind it. Obviously, the fans were clearly rooting for – they wanted to see Zappi. I mean, yeah. it felt like they wanted to see Mac struggle a little bit, which is awful. I don't think, but, I don't think that's fair to him. <laughs> and, and I don't think that helps him at all. I mean, I would, th- no. I would think you want a warm welcome back and build your confidence, and then you have two bad drives and you're getting booed off the field after your defense gives up 10 points to the Bears. And yeah. you make that last mistake, and that was the end of that. Yep. And, I mean, just think about how crazy this sport is. About I don't know, 15 minutes of football time. About 20. No, it's probably like 30 minutes of football time before Mac gets pulled tonight. Is he and Damian Harris combining, or is that Ramondre Stevens? It was Ramondre on the two-point conversion against Baltimore, combining for what we thought was a miracle play to get the two-point conversion in and mm-hmm. pull the Patriots within three in that game, and the whole crowd is cheering. That's just how fickle of a sport it is. That's everybody loved Mac Jones in that moment. He was the guy. You you, you were not going to find a guy in that stadium who wasn't 100% certain in that moment that Mac Jones was the future. Less than 30 minutes of football time later, he's getting pulled from a game. Yeah, that's the, it is crazy. And obviously Pat was there tonight. And I wish I could hear his reaction to it all. Yeah, but I'm going to have to talk to him later. <laughs> based off a couple of people that I know that were in the building, just friends of mine. It seemed like every fan wanted Zappy to play tonight. From the yeah. get-go, they were looking for Mac to fail, which isn't fair to him. Especially, I mean, he, he had a great rookie season. He had he had a little, he had some concerns at the end of the year, but it's the mistakes that I think Patriots fans are sick of, and that's the issue. Yeah, that's it right there. Um, and you're right; it isn't fair to him, um, but. It's it's also it's it's the way this whole thing goes. It's just yeah. it's the nature of sports. Um, I actually I had messaged somebody this morning saying, well, there, at least there is some merit to giving Mac an extra week so his first game back is on the road, so he doesn't have to hear a zappy chance if things start going poorly. And I was kind of joking when I said it, just a little bit. There was a lot more truth to that statement than I thought that there was going to be. Yeah. I mean, it was like they were hungry for it. It was like, it, yeah. it was like an aggressive. Well, it's in ever since 2001. That is part of the sports ethos of Boston right there. And it's mm-hmm. the, after the Brady Bledsoe thing. I mean, think about when uh, Jimmy comes in and plays well a little bit in 2016 when Brady's out. There's all kinds of, I remember, I remember some of the talk about, is Jimmy going to be the guy going forward? Is, this guy, is he the next one? Is he going to jump Brady here? You go back to, to 2020 and a whole the whole year, everybody's waiting for Stidham. It's got, it's got to be Stidham. And now here we are. All of a sudden, you get somebody decent in the mix. It's got to be the backup. It's kind of that after the, the Brady myth happens in 2001, there's this expectation that if the starter can't get it done, just throw in the backup and you'll probably get the greatest quarterback of all time out of it. <laughs> or, or at least somebody half decent, and it's, it's not that easy. Playing quarterback is pretty freaking hard. 
This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hip. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Yeah, and it's going to be really interesting to see what they go with on the road next week. Because me, I, I honestly think they go back to Mac Jones. After, just the way that Zappy played in the second half, I just think it was ugly. And the, the team didn't seem as rallied and spirited as they were in the first half when he came in. Um, And I think that's a great point that they're not going to have, like he won't have to deal with the home crowd not backing him. And the other thing is if he goes into New York next week, and let's say he does start and he gets a win, does he come back off the bye and everyone forgets this ever happened? Like, like what what happens then? Yeah. It's like, oh my goodness. Yeah. That is, that's a whole whole road to go down right there. And it's just, and I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think Mac kind of has to be the guy that starts next, probably. Zampi did not do anything to take that job from him, apart from capitalizing off a couple of juiced up moments of the crowd and the offense, which he's done. I'll give him credit. He does, like, Bailey Zappi's probably better than most backup quarterbacks in the league right now. It does not mean that he's a starting caliber quarterback. Quite frankly, what we've seen from Mac Jones, I don't know if we can be sold that he's a starting caliber quarterback either. And if this is two backups duking it out all season, and we're just going back and forth with this conversation for the next two, three months, it, this is going to be a long winter in New England. Yeah, it will be. But no. it- on top of that, we had some other issues, <laughs> including the special teams. Yeah, yeah, and let's—I mean, let's talk about that right there. I think that the overarching question is: Did anything good happen? <laughs> because it's—we talked about setting the team up for success. You mentioned special teams. Marcus Jones takes the first three kickoffs out of the end zone, doesn't get a single one of them past the twenty-one yard line. Jake Bailey with some awful punts. What are they doing, Barrett? I the Jake Bailey thing is insane to me. Especially after he had that, he had that one really long one that mm-hmm. uh, Pettis muffed, and I, and then he comes out and it felt like he just kicked it short on purpose to try and get another muff or something, or he tried to kick it differently, and then he returns at like twenty five yards on the run, and it's just it was bad all around tonight, and obviously like you said the the kick returns out of Marcus Jones to set the tone and start the game. He was like five or six yards deep, all three of them to start. Yeah. It just makes, and it's, 
I was watching it and a part of me was thinking, I wonder if on film they're seeing something from this Bears special teams that says we're taking it out no matter what. Or if it's if it's less than five yards deep, we're taking this out of the end zone because we think we can get a big return. And I mean, I think this also I just I don't I don't know what they were seeing on film. The execution wasn't there for the whole team. It's it's hard to find anything. Po- I think I have one positive takeaway that I've come out of from this whole thing. And that's that Taekwon Thornton started. That's what I got. That was your. Po- I thought my positive was that Penny Jennings started. So we each had we each <laughs> had one one young guy. Um, I was happy that Thornton started as well, though. I think he needs to be a starter down the line, and yeah. we didn't see much of Nelson Aguilar at all. Um, maybe his hamstrings no. are still bothering him or not. I'm not sure, but. Obviously, Kendrick Bourne missed this game tonight, and he probably would have helped just be a dynamic, a little bit more of a dynamic option. But um, it was good to see Thorne get the start for sure. And he got, what, he had five targets tonight? So Yeah, yeah. five targets, so, only one catch for 19 yards. At the end of the game. So Yeah. But I was happy he was out there for sure. Yeah, and that's good to see something there. Um, Miles Bryant had a good play in there. I thought, I thought, I feel like this has been a common occurrence with the defensive line in general is that even when they have bad games, everybody makes a splash play at some point. They're just making too many bad plays. Like Judon is up to nine and a half sacks on the season now. I don't think he had a fantastic game, but he's up to nine and a half sacks. He's he's within three of how many he had last year. So that's something fun. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't slow down again like last year. But it felt like yeah. the he didn't have a one really big sack, and that's right before Zappy came in. And yep. he's, like, yelling at the crowd, and he does the red sleeve thing. And it felt like that was going to change the game. I honestly don't even know how the Bears got the momentum back in that game, besides running the ball and just time of possession. Like, the Patriots had all of the momentum at one point, and then it was just gone at a blink of an eye. Yep. And that's and that's the, the story of football, too, is if you're on the road and you lose momentum, how do you get it back? You run the ball when you hold you hold on to it. So that's it right there. You, they just completely killed that buzz from Zappy. Yeah. And it's crazy because Fields had four like fumbles. He dropped the ball on the ground four times. Mm-hmm. And yeah. two or three of them, he picks it back up, but he runs for six or seven yards and gets first downs on him. I, f- oh. I felt like I was watching like 2013 Cam Newton again at, at certain points in this game. I remember that that game on Monday night down in Carolina where you got Cam Newton back there evading like five guys and picking up a third and 19 on the on the ground. Like that's that's what this felt like. And I just I was watching. I was sitting there like this. We're letting we're letting this guy do this to us. Like we there's just no discipline from anybody and. There wasn't much good. There <laughs> wasn't no, much no, good. No, there really wasn't. Um, and again, I think this is also what we've seen from New England the last couple of years is they're good enough to put things together for a couple of games. They can do everything well, but you know, it's just like my golf game. You can do everything well, but not at the same time and not for any length of time. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. That's a great comparison. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those you you'll go out there and you'll you'll have like a birdie and a par and like a couple tough holes. You know, like, all right, I'm feeling good, and then you hit your tee shot into the woods the next hole. Yeah, this is the tee, this is the tee shot into the woods, and a second shot into the woods, 
and then a three putt. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Uh, so this is, I think the tape on this one's going to be really interesting because I want to see what exactly happened on the middle of the field. I know they've been trying to use Carl Davis as a nose tackle for like three years now, and he has not been very good outside of a couple games. So I don't think he helped there. Uh, and it's, you would expect though, even with somebody the size of Carl Davis and Devon Godshaw and Lawrence Guy, if you got all three of them on the field, you should be able to stop the run on the inside. So what went wrong there? I, I, I have to watch the tape and see what that was. was I, I honestly think it has to do with Barmore because he takes those double, he gets double teamed in, in the trenches, yeah. and I think that could affect it for sure. Um, another yeah. thing, can Mac Wilson bring the quarterback down behind the line of scrimmage? Can he can he complete a tackle? It's it's he and Josh Uche, <laughs> the two of them. There is oh my god. Like if you're if you're a quarterback and either one of those guys is, has a free rush on you, you have to feel so confident at this point. <laughs> yeah, like there's no really better do. there is no better place to be as an NFL quarterback than with Mac Wilson or Josh Uche coming at you full speed. <laughs> it was having a couple of times tonight, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> I was just waiting for him to make the play, and he just never did. You, and you know exactly what's going to happen before it happens too. You're just you feel like you're watching it. You're watching this the the car accident in slow motion. Yeah. Um, and it's that there was that play, the long pass the Fields had to commit down the sideline on third down, McCordy in coverage. Mac Wilson can't get the sack. And that was that kind of felt like the game in a nutshell, too. When you, you finally have him dead to rights, you can't make the play and they make a better play. Just, yeah. Komet didn't even think he got in, too, was the funny no. part. He did. I thought he did when he definitely on did. replay. But it was just. It felt like all night he had opportunities, Wilson, mm-hmm. at least a couple times, and they just didn't, never could execute. Yeah. And it's uh, the Patriots, I think, right now, are playing like a mediocre team. And whatever happens with a couple big plays, splash plays, turnovers, that's going to decide the game. I think their, their record is almost perfectly consistent with their turnover differential over the last couple seasons, which means then they're not good enough to overcome it when they start turning the ball over early and they get down. When they when they force the turnovers, we saw what happened the last two weeks. It looks fantastic. But yeah. was not there tonight. And to just build on something we talked about last week, perfect example of a game. Anybody can beat anybody. We don't know mm-hmm. who's good. <laughs> we still don't know who's good after another week of football. So. Oh, my goodness. There was – I was looking at it this morning – uh, the website RBSDM for the real football nerds. It does EPA per play and a couple other metrics. Um, and I, by the EPA per play metric, as of this morning, the Patriots were the fifth best team in football. It was the, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Bengals were at four, and the Patriots were at five with the fifth best defense in the NFL. I guarantee you, I think it's already updated. I haven't checked yet. That is no longer the case. Yeah, they'll be probably lower teens as if I had to guess of where they get put after this week. Yeah. And it's just it's frustrating. It feels like a whole lot of two steps forward, two steps back over yeah. and over again right now. I will say when I was writing the Pat's pulpit betting piece today, mm-hmm. I noticed that everyone took the Patriots and their spread. And I didn't like that. No. <laughs> that was a that was a big red too flag. Easy. I mean, and Adam Schefter was talking about Adam Schefter basically guaranteed a Patriots win on ESPN during this game, which did not feel like a good omen. Yeah. Um, 
And this is Bill Belichick's chance to pass George Hallis for wins too and didn't do it against the Bears, his team. Like that's it's just frustrating all around. Yeah. Didn't yeah. didn't get it done on that front. And I wonder what his his emotions are after that, like having that opportunity to over overcome him in terms of wins and his team lays an egg. I, you got to think Bill's blaming himself here a little bit too. And, yeah. And that's probably fair because I think we also saw just a lot of a, a team that was not ready for this game. And I don't know why. I don't know if that's an emotional thing. I don't know if it's X's and O's. I don't know if it's, I mean, the Bears obviously deserve some credit in that conversation as well because they came out ready. But that's kind of a systemic, that's a top-down thing right there is that the guys just were not, yeah. did not come prepared. And they're still having penalty issues. I don't like that at all. And that's not a Bill no. Belichick team, and that needs to get dealt with for sure, obviously. Probably and, lose and it, this game either way, but it's a big problem. It is. And it's just Patriots are not a good enough team to overcome making all of these kinds of mistakes. And the expectation was as the season goes along, you learn, you grow, you cut down on the mistakes. This looked like this is the same team we saw week one against Miami. This is the same team we saw week three against Baltimore. Like it's it's the worst of both of those performances all in one. And it's that growth that you think you had is just is not there. And now you got to go play a, at least a somewhat decent team of the New York Jets on the road. Team that was able to not really run the ball against Denver, but they had one big play that way. Yeah, and you're going in there with some guys hurt. Yeah. On top yeah of and all that's that. kind of the, the adding adding injury to insult at the end of this one. David Andrews kind of becomes the big name because the way that happened at the end. Mike Pinnell, a former Patriot, mind you, gets ejected for that hit on Andrews, which I don't know if that's a dirty hit or not. I didn't like it. It was not necessary in that moment, and there's a reason he got ejected. So that's a head injury. We saw Kyle Duggar leave the game. Adrian Phillips was banged up. We saw Bentley banged up at certain points. And this is a team that is already down Kendrick Bourne due to injury. Wynn doesn't play. And that was also apparently partially due to injury. Barmore out due to injury. Injury reports looking very lengthy on a short week when you have a road game against a division rival. Yeah, and the Jets had some big injuries this week as well with Brees Hall and Elijah Vera Tucker. But this week the Bears came in with a clean injury report and the Patriots had a two-page one. So just when you add all these guys, especially your center, I mean, that's such a big up downgrade to James Ferrance. That could yeah. be a very big issue. And I would yeah. assume Andrews probably has some sort of a concussion or something like yeah. that. So it was just and like you said, that play was so unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think if, if Andrews is out next game too, that kind of plays into the quarterback picture because when it was Zappy in there, at least for points, you had Andrews doing a lot of the work calling protections and figuring the stuff out on the ground. And if he's not that guy, whoever your quarterback is, you need to feel confident that they can call everything that they need to at the line of scrimmage and they can adjust protections because whoever the next guy in there is not going to be as good. If it's Ferenc, that's who they go with. Not as good. He's He knows the, the offense, but you don't feel as confident with him out there. You need You need the quarterback to step up. It's, whether it's Mac or Zappy, you you have to think this is kind of an added layer into 
figuring out what it is you're going to do. And it feels like they're just trying to put the best guys out there to not make mistakes. And that doesn't really feel like winning football. Yeah. And with two safeties going down too, I mean, we'll see what, how the extent of these injuries, but there'll be a lot of Jabril Peppers and probably we'll probably see Josh Bledsoe, maybe even a corner, get some work out there at safety, but we saw Miles Bryant at deep safety at points tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we've seen Jonathan Jones get reps there in the past too. Deep safety, I'm less worried about. It's the box guy, and I, I also don't think it's a coincidence that they lose Kyle Duggar in two games against mobile quarterbacks, and the guys go off. Those are the games where you want Kyle Duggar. He's the guy that's big enough to cover a tight end and blow him up in the running game and tackle the quarterback. You lose him, and Adrian Phillips and Jabril Peppers are fine players, but they're not doing that. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where they go next week and that injury report. I'm sure there'll be a couple other guys that pop up that didn't leave the game tonight. There always is. So, Exactly. Yeah. How many, how many times do you think we're going to hear day by day this week? <laughs> Probably every day, multiple times, multiple times For- a day. From just about everybody, yeah, it's just there's a lot going on. Uh, I also it popped up at the end of the week too. You had Mills being limited, and I think Wade missing practice with an illness there at the end of the week. So I don't know what's going on with that, but if there is a bug going around the room and guys are not feeling well, that's not a good not a good sign. You don't want that when you're you're playing games, and this is supposed to be the easy stretch of the schedule. Yeah, this feels like a very big missed opportunity for them tonight. Especially with the AFC East, they're all over 500 besides the Patriots. So, to be a if the Patriots want to be a playoff team this year, you, you have to win the next three games at the Jets versus the Colts and versus the Jets. You got to win all three of them. Otherwise, I, I'm not sure. I mean, from Thanksgiving on, is a legitimately difficult schedule. And the team that played tonight is not winning any of those games starting at Thanksgiving on. So you have to you have to take advantage of these now and you have to build. You can't just have two good performances in a row. You need to make those good performances who you are. I agree. And starts on the road. I mean, we'll see how they come out and play. And then you get those two next two games against the Colts and Jets are at home. So and the Colts game is two weeks from now, obviously, or three weeks from now, and the whole week this week, and then the bye week, and then the week after. So yeah. we'll see who's playing quarterback after that bye. Oh, man. It's going to be it is gonna be an exhausting couple weeks to be a Boston sports fan, I'll tell you that much. Yes, Might have to is. stay off Twitter for a little bit right mm-hmm. now with just – the t- the takes are flying these days, Barry. <laughs> yeah. I liked, your, uh, I liked your tweet today that talked about how there's – Devers front and uh, Celtics oh blowing a lead. And, and we're just the, waiting, the for Bruins, the Bru- waiting for the Bruins. Did they do anything in the last 30 minutes? I missed something. <laughs> just, oh my goodness. Yeah, what a world. Um, so, yeah, it's, I think we've said basically all we can say about this game. Um, a bad performance all around. Um, uh, uh, one last thing here. Bill was asked, uh, when Mac was pulled, was that a medical decision? Uh, he said no. Then was it a benching? Quote, that's not what it was. Um, and he also said he would have gone back into the game in the second half had the score not gotten out of hand. 
So that, what that tells me is that this is a legitimate QB controversy, and they're just going to kind of play both of them and see stick with the hot hand, which I will see how that works. Um, I I do understand that if Max probably not 100% and keeping him in a game when you're losing by 20 at home is, is not going to help anyone. But these, yeah. these answers don't add up to me. <laughs> yeah, they're – because like I said, there was a point in there when you came out in the second half, and even when it's 23-14, right after that that last field goal, maybe that's the point you switch it. Is that out of hand, a nine-point deficit? So interesting, interesting response there. But yeah. Well, I think I think the I think the real thing that happens there is that you have two you, you probably want to give zappy more than three plays in the second half so you give him a second possession you got three and out twice and the bears go field goal field goal touchdown to start start the second half at that point it's 33 to 14 when you get the ball back so i just if you have two quarterbacks you have no quarterbacks that's what they say yeah Everyone says was, two quarterbacks is a good thing. It doesn't seem like a good thing right now. Not after no, this one. No, no. Is, is the Patriots Pro Shop doing um, like any exchanges on Mac or, or Zappy jerseys? They may have to. <laughs> they might. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good with my Judon jersey over here. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't put the Mac the Mac jersey on for this one. I left that. Left that hanging are you, up. Are you the reason, Barrett? I didn't wear it today. I was superstitious. I didn't wear it. I was worried that uh, things – usually when I wear it, we lose. So <laughs> I, did, I didn't wear it tonight, and it didn't work. So uh, None of the superstitions are working this year. At least if yeah, there is one yeah. that's where I haven't found it yet. Yeah, I, have, I haven't either, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, not, a lot of, not a lot of good right now. Patriots are under 500. It's three and four on the season which I believe is actually exactly where they were at this point last year. So we've, we've seen this before. Yeah, they were they were three and four at this point last year. Just this was the, the 54 to 13 win over the New York Jets that got them from two and four to three and four. So kind of the not not the same path to get to that record, but they, they were here last year. So obviously something that they can overcome and have done with a similar group of, of guys out there, but. You don't want to be under 500 at this point in the season. Season's not over, but it is if you keep playing like they did tonight. Yeah, and maybe you turn the tides against the Jets again. We'll see. <laughs> that could be a good omen. Hey, if, I saw some stat earlier about how Zach Wilson something like 5 for 31 passing in, in some kind of true passing situation or something this year when asked to push the ball down the field. And If he's throwing like that, we may have a Sam Darnold ghosts game again which that's always good for the ego right there that's that's a morale yeah. boost yeah um, so yeah and the patriots are now uh they've lost their last three games wearing silver pants interesting yeah interesting. i'm a huge i thought they looked great tonight um but we may not see them again for a long long time after this performance that's for sure we're the Reds. <laughs> We're the Reds. Uh, We're the Reds. You know, you know, what, you know what I, I love the red uniforms. I've always thought it's truly bizarre that the Patriots, a team named after the Minutemen who fought against the Redcoats, have made red their primary color. 
Yeah, I've never actually thought about that, but that is interesting <laughs> that you talk about it. It's the only objection I have to the red uniforms for New England. They look fantastic. So maybe, maybe that is. Maybe you go back to the. They can't go back to the red next week, but yeah, I wish they could. the uh, The Jets are going to be wearing their all blacks for Halloween, They're breaking out the black helmets for the first time. So they've been they've worn more black than green this year. I don't know if they know what their own colors are, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we've reached the section of the show where we're talking about football uniforms. That pretty much tells you <laughs> that we're we've run out of things to say on this one. Any last words before we, we wrap up, Barrett? Nope, just been an interesting week in the media, so look forward to it. <sighs> that it will be. That's Barrett Hodgson. I'm Matt St. Jean. This has been our instant reactions to the Patriots' home loss, 33-14 to to the Chicago Bears. We'll be back with you during the week, but... uh Thanks, everybody, for listening.